Grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me is always my wonderful co-host, Tina Haritanidis. Who has chocolate in her mouth. And Nick Owen. Hello. Who does not have chocolate in his mouth. <laughs> How have you been, guys? Well, well, very well. Although, the weather here is quite putrid at the moment. It's getting a bit gloomy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's still warm, though, and it's raining, which is just, like, the worst combination. It's not great. It's, uh, yeah... I imagine as we get closer to summer, it'll get worse. Yeah. For the spring rains. Yeah. But like with that hot, humid heat. How are you going, James? I'm okay, man. You know, I'm okay. A few sneezes? Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been sneezing today. Um, I had my last dental appointment for the year yesterday, so I'm very excited about that. I've put a, a stopper on that leaky money train. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that analogy fell apart, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and slowly catching up on my movies again. I've always... I've over... Am I over 280 now? I'm getting close to 280, oh I think. Yeah. It's getting crazy. So do you have a plan of action if it gets to, say, you're 15 behind? and there's... Well, I was 15 behind and I caught up. Yeah. So, but if uh, it's like, you know... I have leave. Few, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few days to go. But um, I just got to try and take advantage of every uh, break that I have. Like tomorrow, mm. I have a late start, so I should watch at least one, hopefully two. Uh, and then, like, on Saturday, I've got the day off as well. So it's just finding time to get them in. And, like, also, like, troubleshooting is, like, well, instead of watching two two-hour films, I can watch three hour-and-a-half films. Mm. Like, kind of... Yeah. Or, like, a couple of the DC animated films, which are, like, an hour and ten minutes. Like, that's... Sometimes you just got to build up those numbers that way, so... Yeah. So what's the minimum for feature length? Uh... Anything over 60 minutes is a feature. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I haven't had very many of those. All of mine have been like 70 to 80 minutes or longer, so. Mm. Um, Yeah. That's a little bit of my life. And how are you, Tina? (laughs) I am busy, 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 busy. Back to work this week. Back to work this week and... um, Engagement party planning. Yep, and VCE. It's at the the, uh, crunch time for VCE students, so... Yeah. Yeah, busy, busy. Oh, fun. Mm. Well, it's not too bad, actually. That's okay. You're telling just wishing for more time, that's all. It's always the way. If only you had the power of the speed force on your side, you could... See, I thought you were going to say, if only you had a time turner. That's where but I thought no, you were going. you went with Flash. You want to know why? because... Flash is back today. Flash I'm is so, back today. I'm so excited. I haven't watched it yet, so... Hopefully and I can watch it. And what, is that season three? Four. Season four, okay. Hopefully I can watch it tonight, because otherwise I have to wait till Friday, so... Hopefully tonight. Uh, let's hit some news, guys. Um, we all know there's a Punisher TV show coming out. Yes. Marvel doing it. Uh, they have delayed it. We don't know when it's going to start, but out, obviously there was a pretty horrible thing that happened in Las Vegas about a week ago where mm. some guy was able to have 40 semi-automatic weapons and just open Senseless. up on people, literally in a place where Tina and I were. Like, it was in an area <laughs> where Tina and I were six months ago. Yep. Um, maybe more than six months ago. Um, so out of respect to the victims and all suffering from that, they have delayed that show because... 
Is that because it's going to be scenes of a, that well, are of a similar think, kind of nature? I think it's more because it's a show that kind of could be misconstrued as glorifying gun violence because mm. the Punisher is mm. a gun-toting you know, anti-hero and stuff. So I think they'll just like, you know what, like, let's just distance ourselves a little bit. Like, the same thing happened with Spider-Man in 2002. Like, the first trailer that came out had a shot of the Twin Towers yeah. in it, and then, you know, everything that, that happened. So they had to, like, recall that trailer and do, cut a new trailer and stuff. And I think they even edited it out of the film. Mm. Um, okay. That is the last horrible piece of news. And that's not even horrible news. It's just about yeah. English and something horrible. Um, here's something fun. In 2020, we're going to get a Bob's Burgers movie. Cool. Uh, Tina and I have been talking about that cartoon a little bit recently. We haven't gone to a full review yet, but uh, uh, we almost s- seven seasons in. Like we watched it blitz through it pretty quickly, um, and it's going to be a musical as well. So I think it's cool. Like that's a cart a movie that I'd love to see. So so that show is ostensibly just set in a sort of burger bar, isn't it? Is that yeah. What, yeah. Uh, it revolves around a family who owns like a burger, uh, like a burger shop. But as the show goes on, the adventures go far beyond that, and like into the town. Like same with how like. You know, Simpsons or Family Guy kind of started off just in their house. And yeah, they kind of, yeah. They go on road trips and stuff. So the only episode I've seen is when they did a crossover with Archer. Oh, yeah. Because the, the guy is the, obviously the same guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's cool. That's fun. Um, in terms of uh, Marvel news, I've only got one bit of Marvel news, and that's that uh, there's a character called Silk. She's kind of like mm, a... One, I like Silk. Uh, so she was in Spider-Man Homecoming, very briefly. Um, not in costume, obviously. She was just um, one of Peter's classmates. She was the young Asian girl. Uh, she has missed... Ah! You can't say Asian. Mm, just well, kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Um, her, her credit has mysteriously popped up on the Infinity War page on IMDb. And so people are thinking that maybe Silk is going to make her entrance, entrance a little bit sooner than we thought. Mm. So all speculation, obviously, at this point. But good to get another female hero on there. Um, Spawn... We talked about there's a Spawn reboot coming, and that's shooting in early 2018. Uh, and these are the last two bits, and you save these till last because these are really cool. Uh, Game of Thrones, we all enjoyed season seven. Oh! I just like erased half my notes, sorry. Um, we all enjoyed Game of Thrones season seven. Season eight has literally, is about to start shooting, or has just started shooting. Uh, season eight is, so that's I think meant to be coming next year but I did see an article where it might be delayed by like another year yeah, or something. it's going to be what six feature length episodes or something yeah they're really big scripts back so they can get that out in a year well someone like I've read one like, I've read an article on Movie Pilot who I have to take with a grain of salt now because I used to love their um, their articles and then after a while they just kind of got a bit clickbaity and so like the article I read was like 2019-2020 I don't think I'm going to wait till 2020 to be honest mm. like that seems like a long time yeah um, and they'll lose some Hype, for lack of a better word. They'll lose money, and like, as well, because like, HBO need you pumping out shows, but also, they've got multiple units working in different countries, so they can cover a lot more, mm. um, being a TV show with, I think they've got three or four units at this point now. Yeah. Um, but that's either started shooting or about to start shooting. Uh, and the last little bit of news is about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too. Ooh. Because that is out next year, I think Christmas next year. Uh, a new character has been added to the cast, we're going to see for the first time ever Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And um, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but is it Jude Law? No, he's playing young Dumbledore. Oh, okay. Who's oh, doing Nicholas fantastic. Flamel then? Uh, I don't think they've announced a cast member yet. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one, like expanding Harry Potter universe is always good. So uh, have you seen it since uh, since the cinema? No, we've got it. I've been um, 
I think it came out on DVD this year, and I've been trying to watch all new stuff this year. Yeah. So we will rewatch it at some point. Mm. Yeah, I'm keen to check it out. I really loved it at the cinema. Uh, you know, and I said that I didn't like it. I liked the first two thirds. I just think the third act's a mess. Like, there's a lot of CGI. Mm. The most powerful wizard was taken out by a human bullet, like, and they just yeah. broke certain rules that were set up. That... Well, it's for me, just the reveal of Johnny Depp was very disappointing. Well, and I knew that yeah. going in as well, and I was like, how come no one could just use, like, a disillusionment charm? Like, there's just certain, like, yeah. the rule, the magic rules in that movie did not follow suit with rules set yeah. up in the other movies and the books. Um, <clears throat> should we do some reviews, guys? I have a... Sure. Oh, you got some news? A small bit of news. Sorry, no, go for it. Very was... small bit of news. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? As I see a hilarious Dwight meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Matrix is getting some sort of reboot. Yeah, that's slash, really? slash continuation. They've been talking about it for a while, oh. yeah. Well, I just saw this article today, actually. So, this guy who I don't know, Zach Penn, but apparently he was one of the writers on The Avengers and yeah. a few other big budget things. He's tweeted out that he's writing something, but he doesn't know what it, I don't think anything's been commissioned yet. But I don't yeah. know if it's a continuation or a reboot. Because I know they were in talks to try to turn The Matrix into a TV show. Mm. Yeah. Which I hope they don't do. Mm. Um, no. It's just, I don't know why they can't leave things alone. Just, yeah. you know, oh, it's mm-hmm. been 15 years, let's mm-hmm. redo it. But Yeah. But anyway, for Matrix fans, maybe there'll be something coming. Yeah, it's, um, they definitely don't need to do it. But Hollywood loves to recycle an idea, so. Mm. Have like, Keanu Reeves in there as like a, Taxi driver, you know how they always yeah. do that. Still look exactly yeah. the same age. Yeah, you know when they reboot something and they've always yeah. got to have a shitty cameo yeah. from the original. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, just die. <laughs> well, not Keanu Reeves. Not Keanu Reeves. He's amazing. Yeah, I love I, him. I love him. More. He's he's hitting. Did you say I love him more? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I was in love with him so much. Yeah, she was. It was my he was my other Danny Rabs, Rabs. Yeah, Danny Rabs. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I don't love him that much. Yeah. Do you know Giovanni Rabisi? It's his brother, <laughs> Daniel. Daniel Rabisi. Um, reviews. I don't have much this week. I don't know if you guys have anything. I've got a TV show I can talk about. Yeah, hit us up with a TV show, Nick. The Fall, starring Julian Anderson. And Jamie Dornan? Yes. Yeah. Who, what's he from? Apart from Shades of Grey. Oh, is that that guy? Because I remember when like the second season came out on DVD... They had this big fat sticker on it that said starring Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, don't announce that. Like, these are two very different audiences. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I can see he's a very he's a brooding serial killer in the fall. Mm. Oh, um, is he? I didn't know he was a serial killer. Yeah, so it's it's set in Belfast, which is in Northern Ireland. Mm. It's meant to be amazing. The show. It's really great. Yeah. I'm just currently on season two, which mm-hmm. does pick up. So if anyone starts to watch it, try and get through to the second season. Um, and I really like it's a sort of a new take on the serial killer thing because we're with him. He's sort of the main character. He sort of splits it with Julian Anderson. Okay. Um, Is she the detective hunting him? Yes. Nice. Yes. She has a British accent, and it's so good. I was starting to question if she was mm. actually yeah. British. Yeah. Mm. Why has she been British this whole time? Um, but we see, we know that he's the killer. We're with him the whole through all of his murders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just sort of like uh, you could almost split this time down the middle between the two. But mm. it's really, really good. And. So I've never seen anything said in Belfast before. Yeah. So if you mm. like British dramas, yeah, which got to be something. I said sure. mm. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything though. Yeah. There's like a movie with Don Cheadle and um, the guy who plays Mad Eye Moody. Oh, The Guard. The Guard. Yeah. It's a film I've seen set in Ireland, but that's about it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, if uh, if you like anyone out there <laughs> likes sort of psychological thrillers. Nice. Yeah, I do want to check it out. Once you're through my movies, I'm going to be going Netflix. Full TV. 
I don't know if you have any movies, Tina. Probably not. No, I don't have any movies. Well, Tina and I started watching a TV show recently, so let's talk about that. Uh, we watched this show that just dropped on Netflix last week or the week before called The Good Place. Yes. Uh, created by Michael Schur, who, if you recognise their names, because he was the producer on The Office and Parks and Rec. Sonny and Schur. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and basically the premise is... Uh, I've actually seen the first episode. Oh, you have watched yeah. it? Excellent. But uh, So the premise is that this, uh, Kristen Bell plays this woman who uh, wakes up... Oh, it doesn't wake up. She just, just starts with her in this waiting room and she doesn't know how she got there or where she is. And it turns out she's died and she's arrived in heaven or the good place because they don't use heaven or hell or anything. Um, and like, she's created by Ted Danson, who's excellent in the show. He is great, yeah, isn't he? He's so really good. good uh, who show. plays Michael, who I think is meant to be the gatekeeper of heaven. Like you yeah. see Michael at the pearly gates. Um, and within probably like five, maybe ten minutes of the show, it's revealed that she, there's a mix-up. She isn't the woman that's supposed to be there, and she should have gone to hell instead. Yeah. Yeah. This is a place for like good, mm. good people. And then the rest. She's been a pretty horrible person. Yeah. And then the like... rest of the show is basically kind of like this weird mystery of her trying to keep her identity secret and trying to just kind of bluff her way through staying in there uh, without being discovered. And I won't say too much else because you've only watched one episode. But this is pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. Like it's. It's almost like unfair how good this show is. Like we we watched the season finale the other night, and all I'm going to say is, no sitcom deserves to have the ending that this show had. Like mm. it's crazy. Like the episode ended, and Tina just kind of sat there silently for a few minutes as we processed what happened in yeah. it. And this is a 22 minute sitcom in its first season. I mean, season yeah. two, we just started watching season two actually, but like that's in its first season. Like, and this guy who's created this has got a really good track record. Like The Office. Season one, kind of okay, and then two and three, some of the best seasons we've seen on television. We even did a podcast about it once. Um, <laughs> Parks and Rec, the same. Season one and two, kind of okay, and then three to seven, like stellar TV work. Mm. And if this show runs for, like, if season one, he's broken the curse. I have no idea how they would make it last more than two seasons. I'm sure they'll find a way. Yeah, they've got to find a way. It makes money. They'll yeah. do it. <laughs> but, like, so season one, I would say is ha- like, head and shoulders better than the other two first seasons he mm. did. Like, this just destroys the first season of Parks and Rec and, and The Office. But if that's how good this is now, can you imagine how good it will be when they get, like, five seasons deep? Like, yeah. if they stay consistent. Um, the casting is phenomenal. Like, everyone in there is great. Even, like, there are characters that are annoying, but they're still fun to watch. Yeah, so does that British lady grow on you? Because Tahani? Yeah, right at the first episode, she's mm. quite an irritating she's, presence. She is. She's, she's still like, irritating, yeah, but she's still her arc is interesting. So, yeah. like, she's still watchable. Um, Jian Yang, her um, her soulmate, yeah, or whatever. The, uh, he has some really cool developments. <laughs> um, have you, I is, thought that the, her soulmate was quite funny. He's great, and he gets better. Like, he's, what the I feel really um, confused Chidi? as to him. I don't know. Um, uh, Jian, Jian. No, we're talking about Chidi now. Oh, we're talking about Chidi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, Jian Yang, I. Don't know if I love. In terms of the actor, because sometimes I feel like the actor does a good job, and other times I feel like the actor's doing. A well, I think the other thing we've said about, with the exception of Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, it's basically like fresh talent. Like, yeah, it no, is. Yeah. Like there are a couple of people who've been in this stuff before, but like the standout performance I would say in this show is the one who plays Janet. Yeah, she's like great. Janet, who's like the self. So, uh, no, oh I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. Say yeah. The she's, she's like Google, is, isn't she? Is yeah. Kristen Bell. I think she plays the role really well. Oh, definitely. But I love Janet. Janet's really. Funny. But I've I've also come to expect a lot from Kristen Bell. Like, yeah. I know she's going to put in a good performance. Like from Veronica Mars to Sarah Marshall. Like she's always yeah. consistently good. I think. When in Rome? <laughs> Never saw that one. That's but, trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. 
But I imagine she is pretty good in it. Like she probably gives like a decent performance in a film that's probably not very good. Um, but it's it's just incredible. Like, and you know, like there's some CGI in it because it's heaven and it's kind of cheesy. But I was never like, oh, that's bad. So like, it still looks fun and makes mm. sense. Um, Adam Scott pops up for a couple episodes. Yeah, he's so funny. He's so good in mm. it. Um, I feel like I'm, I feel like my review. I'm kind of dancing around, but that's because anyone who hasn't watched it, a watch it. And B, I don't want to spoil anything because, no. like, every it's one of those shows where it's like you'll love you'll love the twist or the twists. Yeah. Because, what, um, what I'm looking for now is going back and rewatching it and seeing how obvious things were. Oh, okay. Mm. Like, because there's just like, crazy. No, no. it's hell. Because they plant no, 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 but they plant seeds um, in every episode. Like I was reading once I watched the finale, I went to the trivia on IMDb, and they're like, you know, this thing here was set up. You know, in episode two, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was. How did I not see that? Yeah. Like he just kind of gets sucked in. Um, I would, I will say that I don't think this first season has been as funny as some of The Office and Parks and Rec, but it's like, like it's not like hilarious yet, but it still is. I think very funny in a lot of spots. Mm. But even again, like very well done. I don't care that I'm not laughing every second because the story is so well written and it's so intriguing. Like I. It's one of those shows where, like, and it's so stupid that like, this should be a thing now, but it's like one of those shows that I'll put my phone down to watch. Like, mm. and it's horrible that we're in a place now where we will use our phones while we watch stuff. Yeah. But, like, just like The Flash or Game of Thrones or, or Supergirl or whatever, like, once that show's on, phone goes down and I'm in. And, like, this show is just fantastic. It's really, and it's just blown up. Like, I think, like, two weeks ago, like, it just hit Netflix worldwide and now everyone's, like, noticing And it. also, we went to the set of it. We did. When we were in Universal Studios at the start of the year, oh, we, cool. walked, we walked through the set of it. But we didn't know what it was. So, like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, Kristen Bell's cool. But, yeah, that main square where all the yoga shops are, like, that, we walked right through there. Like, where they sit oh, cool. down in the lawn chairs with the big presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we walked right through there. It was really cool. I think we've got a photo somewhere of us yeah. Yeah, in front of one of the buildings. I really loved how, like, nervous uh, Ted Danson's character is because he's, like, first village that he's yeah. built or whatever like that. He's so good. And I think Ted Danson's also been consistently great. Like, Ted Danson cr- isn't even on the network yeah. anymore. In his career. Like, I don't know if you've watched Bored to Death. Oh, it's, like, one of my favourite shows. So good. I put all three seasons on DVD. Like, I just picked him up, like, five bucks each recently. But is the th- I didn't realise the third season was out. It's been out for ages, yeah. I don't actually don't think I've ever seen the third season, but the first two, like, yeah. are just great. The third season is, like, flawless television. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, The Good Place, we can't say too much without spoiling it because mm. I know sometimes we will spoil things on this. I think people just need to watch it. Like, just watch it because it will be so gratifying when you get to the end and, like, you haven't had anything spoiled mm. for you. Um, and again, like, this is a sitcom. This doesn't need to be as clever as it is, but somehow... So apparently, the creator actually, like, sat down and talked with... Uh, da- is it David or Damon Lindelof? The guy who created Lost? Whoever created Lost, I think, I think it's Damon Lindelof, the guy who created Lost, he sat down and was like, look, this is my concept, you did a show kind of like this, I need you to help me out and like, figure out how I can make the story work or whatever. And probably like, they sat down for like hours like, kind of talking about like the afterlife and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, it's nice to, um, to hear of sitcoms with a bit of thought, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Damon and- Lindelof. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I think Damon Lindelof is the guy who's running The Watchmen Show now as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, um, and it gets, like, emotional stuff. Like, there are definitely, like, scenes, like, especially when you get to see, um, 
because again, this isn't really a spoiler, like Eleanor obviously doesn't want to leave, so she starts trying to learn how to be a good person and stuff. Um, so it's kind of fun watching that. And, you know, when she does do something good, like kind of how she develops as a character, like there were times where like, I've gotten like a little bit of like kind of misty eyed and stuff watching because it's, again, like just so well done. Mm. And such a, such, such a surprise, I think, as well. Like just an unexpected surprise of a show, so... Oh, check it out. I had, uh, I think, maybe I'm up to episode two or three. Mm. The one where they give up flying lessons for cleaning up. Yeah, that's the second episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I was just like, yeah, it's good that I got other stuff to watch, but... It's great. The review would make me question my decision. It's also nice to have, like, an ongoing story. Like, I know that sitcoms are meant to be kind of, like, one and done each episode, Mm. but it's nice to have that ongoing flowing story, like... It's not like, in this week, it's a different adventure. It's like a, yeah. And like a lot of the episodes actually finish on cliffhangers as well. Mm. So, um, I spoke a lot. Did you want to say anything about the show? Like, I feel like I've just... Uh, no, that pretty much covered all of it. Yeah, it's did. really, really good. How many like photos of clowns would you give it? <laughs> um, I would probably give it a nine. Yeah, nine. season one, I'd give a nine as well. Like it's um, 9.0? Yeah, 9.0. It's... Clean. It's strong. It's it's so good. And like this is this is season one. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, and how yeah. they get because that's the thing. Like when it ended, we're like, well, what are they going to do now? Like, yeah. um, but it's great. Love the good place. Maybe every season ends the same way season one ended. I was thinking that. <laughs> I was like, don't do that to me. Um, also, great to see Kristen Bell on TV again, and great to see Ted Dance on TV again. So mm. that's always a win. Um, the only other thing I don't, I was going to review Bob's Burgers, but because it's been too long since Tina and I have watched it, I don't think we can think about stuff. All I'll say is that I love the Bob and Louise relationship in that show. Yeah. Like, you know, the, um, Samurai episode? Mm. Like that had me crying. Mm, like that, that cartoon made me cry. Mm. Um, uh, I'll just do a quick little review of the... Mini SNES that came out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, excellent. Nintendo released their uh, latest of classic console reboots, uh, the miniature Super Nintendo. Uh, I actually own an original Super Nintendo, so I wasn't going to buy it, but then I saw it had like all these games I'd never played or owned. <clears throat> um, and it is worth every dollar you pay for it. Like, <laughs> especially if you're a fan of that stuff. Like, for me, like someone who's been, like, been playing, that's what got me into gaming consoles. Um, I've been able to like replay some old favorites like Kirby um, and Tina was playing with me as well and she was handling herself pretty well for someone who doesn't really play a lot of video games. Mm. But then to go and play like Metroid, which I'd never really had a chance to play, I'd never had the game, um, and like Mega Man and stuff. It's you know there's 21 games in there, which I think is less than the last console had, but these were bigger games. Yeah. But um, so much fun, so much fun. And I've actually I think I've played it almost every day, even though I've been doing other things as well. Um, so it doesn't have Street Fighter on it though, does it? It does. Oh, it does? It does have one of the Street Fighter games, oh, yeah. yeah. I cool. think Street Fighter 2. Yeah. That's the one that I always loved. Yeah. I played a little bit of that as well and I just wasn't very good at it. Yeah. But, um... Oh, no, I'm terrible at that game. <laughs> so like... But, um... And there's still a few lying around. Like, they're not all sold out in the country yet. So if people want to get a SNES, it's $119, but yeah. go do it. I So I had one reserved. As you know, we mm. both, both work at JB Hi-Fi. We were able to, to pre-order them. Mm. So I had one put aside. And then I thought, um, you know, I wonder if I just did that because of FOMO. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've got the uh, the reissue of the Nintendo. Yeah. Or the NES, sorry. Yeah. And I, I don't play it at all. Uh, yeah. Like, I played it a few times when I got it. 
but it's like in a cupboard now. And I'm like, uh, you know, I think also it's good marketing to say for them to be in short supply because yeah. it does get people to be like, fuck, this is the, our only chance to get one of these. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I, I haven't, I, I would imagine mine's been taken off hold because I didn't, didn't get it in the first week or two. You should be alright because we still have like some on hold for like staff members and stuff. So yeah. that should help you out. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like, obviously, like my mini NES, I played a lot when I first got it, and it's been played less since then. But also, um, I get them more for the multiplayer games. And Tina and I don't play a lot of games together, except for like the Lego games. So quite often, I would just like wait for them to come over. And they're like, yeah, let's bust out the Super Nintendo or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. but um, but yeah, like definitely like super fun. Um, and I actually don't think it's like all that expensive. Like to get all those games, like, and maybe for me. It's different because it's also kind of buying back a little piece of my childhood. Mm. So I get to get like, and that's one of the things I'm like, oh, I can you know, I can get that feeling I had you know 20 years ago, like for this low, low price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which sounds kind of silly, but like the minute I started playing Kirby, I was just like, I was a kid again. I was like, this is so much fun. Yeah. Um, so if you dug that console, which as a kid, I would say as well, I go for it. But yeah. Probably not as that, that impressive to like kids who play have been playing video games for the last five years. Yeah, well, what will their nostalgia be? Yeah, they'll be like, "What is this? Why are they three D? Yeah. Like, what are these graphics? What do you mean left and right? Why yeah. can't I go in three sixty? <laughs> um, but yeah, great little console. Nice one, guys. I think it's time for a little segment we call trailer trash. So much trash. Um. This is the latest debut of Trailer Trash at over an hour into the show. Normally we get that a lot sooner. Um, I had a whole bunch to talk about, like I say, from last week. But let's be honest, there's only two trailers we want to talk about this week, guys. And it's very, very special. Mm-hmm. Very, very special. Yes. Trailer. I, I know one of them. What's the, what, I don't know what the other Justice one is. Justice League. Oh, yeah. They're, okay, they're both very, very special then. Let's start with Justice League, because that dropped on Monday morning, I want to say. I've been... Yeah, it was right after I um, well, I saw you on Sunday night. Yeah, was... and I think it dropped in Australia on midnight, and I've been looking forward to it all weekend. I actually ended up going to bed like 11.30, so I could have waited, but I had work the next morning. But I was up at like 6 o'clock the next morning, so the first thing I did was watch that trailer like four times. Yeah. Um, not a lot of new footage in this trailer. Um, but uh, there was a lot more. There was we got some more dialogue. We got some interplay finally between yeah. the the league. Sorry to hijack. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. <laughs> Definitely uh, interject. Uh, well, I will say spoilers because I know some people aren't watching the trailers because they don't want to. They want to go in cold. So if you haven't seen the trailer and you have no interest in watching the trailer, spoilers for like the next ten minutes because we're going to talk about another big trailer as well. Um, but I think both these trailers are very vague. They didn't, didn't give much of the way. But they finally showed us Clark Kent. Yes. Which is very cool. Nice to see Henry Cavill back on the screen. Mm. Um, we don't know whether it's a dream sequence or whether maybe that's the end of the movie. Like, or maybe like it's a like it's kind of ambiguous. They kind of set up your dream sequence, but I feel like that's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get to see him and, and Lois, and they talk about the proposal at the end of Batman vs Superman, um, and uh, and then she obviously wakes up, and we see that the world has not been inspired by the death of Superman but it's tearing itself apart like mm. we see that big stack of newspapers that says World Without Hope and then we just get to see like a minute and a half of all our heroes doing cool stuff yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. and so a few things I picked up mm. which I wouldn't mind just bouncing off you yeah, go for with it. your knowledge so we got so the, the things that were sort of looked like they were invading Earth or yep. that they were fighting now am I correctly thinking they're the same things from Batman's dream sequence? Yep, those are parademons. So they're the army of Darkseid. Darkseid is kind of like DC's Thanos, although he came first. 
Um, and he lives on this planet called Apocalypse, and him and his general Steppenwolf, who is the main villain of this film, lead the armies of Apocalypse, and they're just parademons. And we actually see this cool s- sequence in the trailer, um, what looks like an ancient battle between the Amazonians and the parademons and humans, and I think Atlanteans are meant to be there as well. And we see a guy like get attacked by a parademon, and he starts turning into one. Oh, really? Like, did you see that scene where the guy like kind of starts to like wither up into like all gnarly yeah, 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 stuff? Yeah. So yeah, it looks like they're going to kind of convert people into to yeah. parademons and stuff, which is very cool. Um, and it's an added threat as well. It just yeah, it's kind of like the Night King. Like, yeah, that's right. In yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I, what else? What other talking points? Uh, we got to see a little bit more interaction between Bruce and Aquaman, and Batman gets. His crack a little joke about like that's not the saying at all like, yeah yeah that was funny he's um, like, yeah what did Aquaman said like he's like you know any strong man is stronger alone or something yeah he's like, that's not the saying that's the opposite of the yeah. saying a lot of people are speculating that might be a Joss Whedon line um, because yeah. he's been he came into some rewrites uh, but that was fun uh, Wonder Woman just oh, there's this great moment in the trailer where Wonder Woman literally is walking she steps on her sword like it flips in there she yeah, catches yeah, it and then goes to attack Steppenwolf yeah. um, and there was this great moment when um <coughs> When the Flash, what's his name? Barry. Barry Allen. Barry Allen. I was going to yeah. say Barry Gordon. Who's yeah. Barry Gordon? No one. His uncle. There's Jim Gordon. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon. When um, Barry Allen, he's like looking at the bat symbol. He's like, yeah. oh my god, that's your symbol. He's just, like, yeah. he's like, that means they need us or something like that. He's like, and yeah. then, he's like, oh, not your symbol. Yeah, and then um, Batman and and uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman, they just share this really great look. We yeah. can see they're rolling mm-hmm. their eyes. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Gal Gadot also has this great moment. She does this really cool thing, like in every film she's been in of this universe, where she has like this really cool, like she gets really excited about a fight. Like when she's fighting Doomsday, she has this smile before she like leaps into battle, yeah. and like every fight in Wonder Woman, she's like excited to fight. And then yeah, there's a scene where she literally like, stops and like literally like, looks down the camera, like grins, then runs into yeah. battle, um, which is cool. Um, I'm slowly coming around to Cyborg. Like he's not really a character I've ever had much interest in. Like he's not a character I really kind of. He's just never been in, in like any of the books that I've read that I've really focused on. Um, but I think the CG is coming along because obviously, like, they keep cleaning up the CG until the release of the film. Uh, he's starting to look a lot better. He seems to be the, these guys, Iron Man. Like he's kind of the one saving people from falling through the air and then throwing mm-hmm. them at monsters. Well, that was that great bit when he catches the catches Aquaman yeah. and he's like, "It all ain't over till it's over." Yeah, uh, that was really good. Um, and there's also the scene, and it's really hard to see unless you pause it. Um, but there's a scene, I, I, even I didn't know what it was when I first watched it, where Cyborg's just kind of sitting in a room. He's just like looking at like this glowing square thing. Like it's just like mm, doesn't ring a bell. He's just sitting there with his hands up. There's like the, kind of like this. It's almost like an orange digital frame thing going. He's just watching stuff. And I didn't know what it was. And what it actually turns out is he was looking at memories of his life before the accident that turned him into what he is. So he's like looking at himself being like a football player in high school and mm. like him hanging out with his dad and stuff. I was like, wow, that's actually like a really cool emotional beat they threw in there. Like, mm. um, what else is in that trailer? We've covered a lot of it. Well, you know who we didn't see any sign of was Lex Luthor. No, and there's, the rumor is that all of his scenes have been cut. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Just to keep him out, just to I un- think, unclog the film kind of thing? Yeah, to clean it up a little bit and also like to help with the running time. Um, oh. I think also Iris West got cut from the film, um, which is Barry Allen's girlfriend, or like they're meant to end up together. I don't know if she's like the love interest or not yet. Um, 
but yeah, those two are cut out. But then, like, I've been seeing stuff online where people have seen screenings. They're like, no, there's, like, Alex scene in there. So, so I guess we won't know till November, but... Actually, it's fortuitous we're talking about this because um, Jamie and, and I recently watched the Ultimate Edition of BVS. So good. So good. <laughs> Gets yeah, better really with good. age. Yeah, really good. Uh, and... One thing, it was the first time I picked it up in probably my fifth time watching the film. Mm. There's, an, there's a deleted scene or an extended scene where um, Lex Luthor is actually talking to... Steppenwolf? Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the film. Yeah, that's setting up the... Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I assumed that he would be in this because he's sort of playing like... almost like the Loki character. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Like the messenger. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that was the original intention, whether that's going to keep... Whether that's going to stay true to this or not. Yeah. Um, I feel like they have to at least put a scene just as connective tissue. Just yeah, so we rem- everyone remembers it. Yeah. It? I mean, I hope there's an ultimate edition that would add on. Stuff, yeah. But you never know. I guess it really depends on how it's received because like the first film that did really well, uh, like critically, was Wonder Woman. They're like, there is no ultimate edition. Like, everyone loved it. We don't need to add anything yeah, else into it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like my, the hype for this film now for me is like, gone like it's overflowed like yeah. now I'm just, I just can't wait for that movie now and like Thor's out in two weeks I'm like yeah Thor like let's get to Justice League like yeah um really cool shots like this like the, that actually they also released two other trailers um there's like a TV spot and like an Instagram trailer they released it was all basically the same but there were just a few little things so like one of them was like all these different shots um uh, like the team assembling so yeah, there's like a well, there was Wonder Woman standing on that big building that we saw in the main trailer but then there's this really cool shot looking up at Batman. He's just like on a like a gargoyle looking down and stuff. Yeah, uh, and they did that with all the different characters and stuff. So that was cool oh, as well. Yeah. So I'm curious to see when um, when and if Superman will turn up. I think he will. I think he has to. I don't think you do it. First of all, I don't think you kill Superman off and then put Lois Lane in the Justice League film without Superman, like because. What's she going to do for the Justice League? Like, she's got no yeah. business being there. Uh, I also don't think he would Justice League film at all without putting Superman there. I think he'll probably come back in the third act yeah. uh, and be what kind of unites the team and, like, really gets them to kind of work together. What I'm really hoping for is a Green Lantern. Like, I hope we see some Green Lantern action in there. Do you reckon, do you reckon there's still a surprise character? I think we'll probably see... Because there's, there's this um, sequence that people keep talking about now called the History Lesson, which is, I think, meant to be kind of like the Nightmare sequence. Like, you know, people like, just knew about the Nightmare sequence before the film. So the history lesson is meant to be the first time um, uh, Steppenwolf invaded Earth or whatever. And that's why you see like all the Atlanteans and the Amazonians and the humans working together, like fighting. Like that's kind of meant to be like the first time, like thousands of years ago or whatever. And there's a rumour that there'll be a Green Lantern in that scene. So yeah, um, I don't need to see, you know, Hal Jordan or, or any of like, the modern ones, but just to see like the Green Lantern like reference would be cool. So um, who do you think Alfred is talking about? I think it's Superman. Yeah? Yeah. I was wondering if that's too obvious. Well, I did too, but then it's like, who else are they going to put in there? Because like, all those like, different like, uh, like thoughts, because there's that scene where Bruce is looking at the hologram, and you just see the foot, and like it looks like it, looks like it could be Superman, but yeah. the costume looked different. And people are like, no, it's Supergirl. I'm like, there's no way they're putting Supergirl in this yeah. early. I wish they would. Like, There's so many characters I'd love to see in this, but um, I think it's probably going to be Superman. Like, Yeah. Um, sometimes the obvious is like I think the obvious choice is sometimes the the right choice. Like yeah, yeah. Just sort of seeing from some of the dialogue we got in the trailer, it just seemed like Batman was convinced that Superman was gone for good. Yeah, he said was talking about like I failed him and stuff like that. Mm. So I just wondered if if it was good, if they're going to throw a curveball and it was someone else. But I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like at this point, I it's just nice to see these characters up on screen, and now I just want to. 
like we've been so spoilt with Marvel like we've seen so many different characters I'm just kind of like yeah like now show me Green Lantern show me Martian Manhunter show me Supergirl like mm. show me these characters that I really like um, but uh, I guess all will be revealed in about a month's time because that's that how far it is it's about a month it's away yeah um, I can't wait like it's a nice little early birthday present for me because it's like two weeks for my birthday so yeah um, hopefully it's good but this trailer like their marketing has been fantastic like the, uh, these trails have been so strong like I, I, I feel like they're, they're with another winner so yeah. well actually the last thing from the trailer maybe is we got our first look at um, new Commissioner Gordon we saw him briefly in the last trailer as well oh did we? because oh. he was like um, it's nice to see you playing with others again oh okay and then um, Aquaman makes a joke about the bat suit and he's like maybe temporary <laughs> Um, what did you think of the trailer, Tina? I really, really liked it. Um, I, I think you were right in terms of the comment of like, now they're trying to make everybody smile in the trailer and look yeah, at how like, happy yeah, yeah, every yeah. character smiles in that trailer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Except for, um, except, except for maybe Batman, but that's okay because he doesn't have to smile. Mm. But I really, I, I liked it. I'm really looking forward to it, but I have no interest in Cyborg whatsoever. Yeah. Like, does just he does nothing for me. Like he barely talks. He has no input. I don't know what he's doing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so. like hopefully. Um, well, I mean, the reason he's in the film is because, as we saw in Batman vs Superman, in a very kind of ham-fisted way, um, he's created the way he is through the use of a mother box. Like, so do you remember in that footage you saw? Like, there's a scientist like working in like. Yeah. Of, so that's his his father Silas Stone, and he uses a mother box, which is like this ancient technology. Uh, and that's what brings Cyborg back to life. Like, activates his suit and allows him to live. And the whole point, the whole quest for Steppenwolf, the villain, is to retrieve the mother boxes so they can start, like, terraforming control of the Earth, whatever. So, so Cyborg is there because they need to tear him apart. It's like, the same way, like, Vision will yeah. be a big problem in Infinity yeah. War because he's got the Infinity Stone. Mm. So, so yeah. Um, but this guy, like, has never been in a film before. Like, he literally just, like, came from, like, Really? He was came from like New York theatre to this. Wow. Um, so that's pretty okay. cool. <coughs> but um, I'm sure when I watch the movie, it'll be like, oh, cool. But yeah. in the trailers, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, they must be pretty certain that he's going to be a good character because... Well, he's a, he's a founding member of the League and also like... I think also part of it is there needs to be, and there seems to be a real need to establish representation for everyone in these films like these days and like they definitely should be but like they don't really have a lot of african-american characters at the moment like there's one of the green lanterns was but they're not doing Lan- green lantern at the moment yeah. because i think that film didn't do so well like martian manhunter is african-american but he's also a martian android mm. so um so i think that's important as well but i i would i think they should you know get some more girls and as well get supergirl or get like jessica cruz green lantern like there's a few different characters they can do mm. but um yeah i i dug it and i think i've watched it like 10 times now like i just love that trailer so much even though like the bowie song was a weird choice for me like i still yeah like it's just not as powerful as like the come together yeah. like i'm just sick of um i think it was something that started with the suicide squad i'm sick of every trailer now has a song and then has edits to go with like drum beats or something like that, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like punches that go mm-hmm. with like, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you must have hated Baby Driver. Then the whole film is cut to the music. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, as you saw my review, one star. Or yeah, it was six point three or something. I think yeah, it was something like that. No, 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 I would have gone higher than that. I think it was six point seven. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said <laughs> if you asked me now. So, um, 
Yeah, that was a great trailer. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't wait. Um, and actually, Thor is like we can talk about that a little bit. The embargo is lifted on Thor. Like the critics have seen it and getting really positive reviews. Oh, so good, good, good. A lot of people are saying best Thor film so far, which to be fair wouldn't be hard. No, like, it wouldn't be tough. Second one was a little underwhelming. See, I'm the reverse. I think we've talked about this a, a little bit now. Like I, I don't don't really like the first one, but I love that yeah. second one. Like for the most part, first one's an interesting one because it's almost like an independent film. Mm. It's like. But also, they, they get his his hair so wrong, because like his hair looks like a wig, and his facial hair looks like a face wig. Like It's yeah. not really well done. Like It's not till Avengers they kind of get his look kind of right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's reviewing well, so I'm, I'm glad it's reviewing well. Yeah, so with Marvel films, I've found that everyone's so accustomed to them now that you don't, like, if something, if I go into a Marvel film and people saying it was good mm. it's just going to be an okay Marvel film yeah like at, thi- at this point after what is it 15 films or something crazy I like that 17 like it's yeah. yeah it's like these movies have got to be getting like 9 or 10 out of 10 for me to be like like yeah yeah and also but also like they all follow with the exception of a few uh, Civil War for example they all follow a very similar formula like mm. you know like when we came out of Ant-Man we were, I was like I was like what do you think and I was like well, this is Iron Man like I just I knew what was going to happen yeah. like even though yeah. Um, which is good that they are throwing in these films like Civil War and Infinity War next year. I mean, we might, I oh know, I was going to say we might lose Loki and Thor, but we've seen him in the trailer for Infinity War, so we're not going to lose um, Loki yet. But mm. but um, we still might lose some characters in, in Thor Ragnarok, you don't know. I mean, there's, it's the apocalypse, so we might lose all of Asgard in that film. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they, they're at that point now where they're really starting introducing some more stakes. Like, um, it, although Spider-Man kind of followed that formula and worked really well, was still really, really entertaining. Um, and it was, it was a 10 for Tina. Tina ten gave Spider-Man a 10, so... Did I? Yeah. No, it was Perfect 10. Mm. Almost as good as that scene in Spider-Man 3 when he says, throw me some shade. <laughs> getting in a table. <laughs> um, genius. Um, the other uh, trailer that came out, which I'm sure is dwarfed Justice League by this point, uh, it was for a little like independent film that's coming out later this year called Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, we watched it twice. I watched it twice. I think Tina watched it once. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strong trailer. Yeah, good trailer. I'm going to be controversial here. You don't like uh-huh. it? I, well, I'm feeling worse about the film after seeing that trailer. Oh, really? Than I was after their little, tiny little teaser. The you know behind the, Luke... the, scenes, the behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. Maybe you know the, you know the trailer which was just voiced over by Luke Skywalker, the one where it's just like, yeah. and that's why it's ah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. End yeah. or whatever. I was like, holy shit, where's this going? Yeah. But this trailer, I don't know. First of all, I think they gave too much away. I don't think they. they I don't think they did. I, I think, think it... they gave quite a bit away. I don't no, think they gave I, away too much. I think it's cut very smartly mm. because if you look at it closely. Like so, for example, like I think one scene you might be talking about is when Ray reaches her hand out to mm, Kylo yeah. Ren. I don't think they're yeah, the same. They're not the same setting yeah. at all. Like oh. she, she's in a room and he's in like a lava cave yeah. or something. So I think that's. Part... I thought you were talking about um, the the Princess Leia thing. I think that's right. cut. Yeah, I, think I that's think cut that's very. Cut, yeah, I think that's cut deliberately. I don't too. think he's aiming for her at all. I think it's cut very deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong. Like they may be putting that in there, but I think that's. I think that's a cop out as well. Because um, I came out of it and I was like, just like with Force I'm like, I don't know what the story for this is at all. Yeah. And I'm very happy with that. But you know what it is, is <laughs> I realised something now, which I've sort of obviously thought since I saw the episode seven, which I, I did really enjoy, is that like, I think they didn't quite 
develop the new characters enough. Still going? Yeah, we're all good. Um, and when I say it's not like, oh, they're underdeveloped, mm. but like they didn't push them forward and it was still held on to with the original cast in that movie long enough yeah. so that I haven't completely like thrown off the old, the shackles of like Star Wars episode four to six. Okay. And the new characters, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't love Ray yet. I don't love Finn. Poe Dameron's awesome because he was just oh, like, I really, I really like Ray. Ray's like, yeah. was the standout for me in that movie. Like she, so yeah, much but, she, but if you were to be like, oh, who do you prefer her or Luke Skywalker? I'd be like, like yeah, Luke Skywalker. Well, I mean, Luke Skywalker's also kind of been like a bit of like a like a bit of a whingy kid, like a little crusty old Jedi. Guy. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to their scenes together, like especially seeing him. Like he looks so shell shocked and like yeah. almost like a Vietnam vet or whatever. Like the way he kind of talks and looks like he looks kind of kind of wild and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to all their stuff together. Yeah. Nah, but <laughs> I just think that they they erred too much on setting up a new trilogy rather than see. Now I look back, I don't think Episode Seven stands by itself as a film like a like the way that say episode four does yeah um and i realized like with ray i was like what a badass like that scene at the end in the woods mm. is one of my favorite like star wars scenes ever Such a great but scene. i'm like what do i know about her i don't know i know you know like not enough is set up so mm. I, I don't i find going into this film i don't particularly care about ray that much okay i think like I think that there was a very, it was very deliberate that she is a bit of a mystery to us because it's like, who is this random girl who lives on a desert planet who can suddenly wield a lightsaber, like, and seems to I have... I think a lot... Well, it was revealed in the trailer. He goes, you know, I've never seen... I've never met a Jedi with a power like you are so strong except for one other. Yeah. Mm. Sort of thing. Uh, and I want, again, like, that seems like another smart cut where it's like, they cut to Kylo Ren, but maybe it's not Kylo Ren. Mm. Like, maybe he's talking, you know, he's talking about Vader. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, no, I don't know. Did you like the little Porg? That's yeah. Like, yeah, that was so cute. Uh, well, I mean, Chewie definitely is a buddy now that, you know, Han's gone, yeah. so. Spoilers, if you haven't seen Force Awakens. <laughs> if you're the one person in the world who didn't watch that movie. Yeah, there's like a billion people who saw it. Yeah. Um... Do you like and people are loving that ice dog thing as well? Yeah. Like, do you remember like there's that crystallized wolf thing that was yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an article today and people like I think it was the nerdists who were like people are obsessed with this and the one question we have is, Do you think this ice wolf is a good boy or a really good boy? No, <laughs> 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 um, nah, I'm in man. Like that try like that trailer made me really excited. Seeing all the adats like lined up together, yeah. like ready for war and stuff, like that was cool. Um, Kylo Ren has some sort of weird robot scar under his face. Mm. Is that what that was? I don't know. Like, it looks like it was silver and metallic. Yeah. Like, I thought, yeah, I just assumed it was some sort of futuristic, like, band-aid kind maybe, of thing. Maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, but I, I'm not so sure. Mm. I agree with you about the Ray and Kylo thing. Mm. I think that's just cut together. Yeah. But, uh, we, I think they've confirmed that Leia is... Going to be a nine? No, she's not. No, I've, I've heard that she is. Oh, going to okay. be a nine? What you, in what ni- no, in nine. Oh, in nine. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard that. She's... I thought she was, had this big farewell kind of thing. No, I'd I'd heard that they'd shot enough footage of her for both eight and nine. Okay, that's what I'd heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, they might very well. Also, I feel like it's kind of tasteless to kill off that character or like suggest that character's going to die in that trailer. After she just passed away, yeah. like I feel, like, I feel like for them to do that and then to like just kill her off like that, be like, well, oh, that's kind of rough. Like we, 
we knew that she wasn't going to be able to do anymore because she passed away. But it was like, it seemed like a little tactless way about it. So I, I feel like that's a fake out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. December the 17th. Uh, like oh, it's it must be close. No, I think it's a week later because I think it's 21st. I thought it was 15th. No, that's Justice League. I can't yeah. imagine those two films are going up against each other. That seems like poor planning on both of their parts. Let me have a look. Justice League is coming out on the 16th of November for us. and then Oh, no. Uh, isn't oh, December. December. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, 14th of December. 14th, okay. So, yeah, we have Thor, and then in a month's time we have Justice League, and then in a month's time... Actually, no, two weeks' time we have Justice League, and then a month after that's yeah. Star Wars. <coughs> oh, yeah. Star Wars, they've released the running time as well. It's two and a half hours long. Nice. Excellent. That's what I want. That's what movies mm. should be. I don't have a running time for Justice League yet, but people are saying it's between two and a half and three hours. Anything less than two hours? How can you tell a story in that amount of time? Um, well, I've seen people like fail to tell a story in less time, so... That's right. No, but like, just... Just like they could they could have done a lot shorter because it's so long and boring, like... Oh. Even in like an hour and a half, so... Um, yeah, Star Wars trailer, I dug it. You seem to not have dug it as much, but... Um, uh, I just... I reckon you're probably going to go see that movie still. I reckon I'll see it a few times. <laughs> nice work. Yeah. Um, well, unless um, there's any other trailers you guys want to talk about. No, I forgot we still have a topic to do. We do, don't we? How long, how long have we been going? We are an hour and a half in. <laughs> um, well, we don't have to do it. It's up to you. But we did put that time into I haven't actually ordered mine yet. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll just burn it. through it. Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. So, guys, wait, did we do it last week? No, we didn't. No, have we done a topic for a little... It's been, it feels like we've had a break mm. between it. Oh, it's because, like, it wasn't last week my first... It was only the second one since I've been back. And then I think when... But we had about three weeks off. Yeah. And then I think the episode before that was just you and me. And I didn't think we did a topic either. I'm not sure. No. Uh, we might have. Um, anyway, this week's topic um, was... Selected by Nick. So, Nick, you should tell us what the topic is this week. Well, we decided on top five soundtracks, and I put the thing is like slash scores because, you know, soundtrack might, people might think just like a collection of songs. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, so movie scores slash soundtracks. Um, well, which is, it's funny, I can't believe we haven't done this one yet. Like, it yeah. seems like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about in the past, like, how important music is in certain things, so. Uh, Tina, do you want to start us off with your fifth favourite? I shall start us off with my fifth favourite. So, um, yeah, I have a combination of both ones that have songs with lyrics and ones that I just score. Uh, My number five one is is a soundtrack to a movie where every song is amazing. Um, I actually now think that maybe I should have put it closer to number one. You still change. <laughs> we don't know what it is. No, I, I'm going to keep it at number five. And that is the soundtrack to Mulan. Nice. Freaking make a man out of you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. I should probably see that film. Oh my God. I've never it seen is it. so freaking good. Yeah. It is such a good Do movie. I need to watch it with you, though, to get the finer nuances? I feel like no. I'd be on no. my. On my no, phone, if I just watch it, because I think if I think if you did, I would just be that annoying person who's quoting the movie yeah. the yeah. entire time. She is my favorite Disney princess. Yeah, she's freaking awesome. 
Um, and just that soundtrack, it's just like brilliant. Even the 98 degrees, tuning on, you must be tuning on at the end, like during the credits, is fucking amazing. And is that uh, one of the ones where the soundtrack is for that movie or does it use existing songs? No, I don't know. No, the soundtrack, yeah. all, all the songs yeah. were written for that. Yeah, like The Lion yeah. King is kind of yes. like, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just brilliant and it's awesome. Even from the. Why do my reflection? Why is my reflection someone <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> Which I know you're sick of from calisthenics. Yeah. But it's still so a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful soundtrack. That should have been higher. It should have been. I'm not that passionate about my first one. Mm. <clears throat> uh, my number five one uh, is just a score. There's no like uh, songs or, or lyrics in it. Um, I think. A score is particularly good if it makes you want to go out and be the character you've watched. Um, I use this score a lot uh, when I go to the gym. Uh, and it's oh, for I don't know what it is. Uh, I, don't th- I don't know if you will. It's for the animated film The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, uh, okay. I've kind of talked about this film quite a bit, like whenever we talk about Batman and stuff. Um, the score is just incredible. Like, it's the best Batman score. Like, I know people like the, the Hans Zimmer stuff, and it's really good, but it's so operatic and, like, because. The, the story itself is such a, like a, I don't know, like kind of like a, a roller coaster seems like such an obvious word, but it's just, it goes in so many places, like, and there's like this beautiful, like, sweeping, like, sad moments when the characters die, and then there's like this epic, like, Batman running across rooftops and, like, fighting the mutant leader and, you know, all this, you know, fighting Superman. Um, and then, like, there's this one track in particular, which I love, it's called Dark Knight Triumphant, which is the very last song in the, in the score. It's just this big, like, horn arrangement and like strings coming together it's just it's amazing so um everyone should watch that animated film both parts but also like that music will just it'll make you want to be batman yeah so the dark knight returns is my number five nice one yeah. uh so my fifth favorite is the 90s film gattaca okay oh, i yeah. think 90s i love gattaca 90s yeah 90s. yeah it must be like late 90s it's got ethan her uh Hawk yeah, and, it, yeah. and umat herman um and it is so dark and moody, which is mm. like what I love from scores. Mm. And the film, um, I think you guys have obviously both seen it. Um, it's really like, you can see the colour scheme. It's just dark. It's real yeah. moody. It's kind of an indie film as well. Um, and the, the score, I think the main theme is by a guy called Michael Nyman or something like that. Or okay. Nyman. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. But it just adds so much poignancy to these like the climax of the film. Like, I don't know if you remember the bit when his brother, who's also the policeman who's chasing him, <coughs> when they go swimming mm, and he's like, mm-hmm. how are you doing this, Vincent? Yeah. And he's like, you want to know how? Because I never saved any for the, mm. like, swim home or whatever. And then it's just like that swelling orchestral music mm. comes in and it will just break your heart. So, yeah, it definitely uh, makes that film a lot better. So, nice. Gattaca. Good Gattaca. It's time for you. Megan! Me again. All right. So my number four um, is a uh, score one, and it's a specific one. It's not number one. It's not number two. It is Harry Potter number three. Harry Potter okay. Okay. Wow. number three. Yeah. So I have um, the first three Harry Potter soundtracks, um, and um, one and two is pretty much the same, uh, but number three has that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the oh, hallway yeah, music. Yeah. Dun, 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 
which I really like. I find that like uh, captures captures it really well. Mm. And I mean, how can you go past it? Don't you think that's like possibly the most perfect? Yeah. Like sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. Yeah. But that book, that music is just so Harry Potter. Like. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's just like, it totally encompasses the world really nicely. But yeah, the reason I picked three and not two is because I love that. Which is really good. Uh, I just keep thinking of more and more to add to my um, honorable mentions. Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, the next one. Uh, is a, a show that I've talked about already tonight. Um, the score is amazing. The opening theme, because it's a show, is amazing. Uh, but then there's also some singing as well, and that's for the Flash TV show. Mm. Um, that opening theme song alone is just like, it perfectly captures what I imagine you would feel like if you were the Flash. The... Like the, 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 the violence. But then, like last year, they're like, you know what, we're going to do a musical episode. And like, mm. like... There are a couple, like, there's a couple of, like, Broadway songs in there to kind of pad out the soundtrack. But the original stuff, like, there's a track written by one of the uh, musicians from La La Land called Super Friend, which I just, I love that song. It's so daggy yeah, and do. silly, but it's really fun. Song. But the score, like, even if you take those songs out there, and I, and I do love those songs, just that score, like, the uh, I think, oh, what's the guy's name? I've forgotten now. Neil something. I've forgotten what his name is. Doesn't matter. Um, whoever did the score, I'm really sorry to that guy. Um, but, um, just gets in the mind of what that character, what the sound of that character is. Um, and it's perfect. I just love that score so much. So my number four is The Flash. Well, four for me is, surprise, surprise, a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> uh, and I think Hard Zimmer has done, if not all, the majority of his films. I think it's everything scores. after Memento. Yeah. Um, and they're all good. They're all very drony sounding but I think the one that is really different is Interstellar um, it's a really analog sound um, which I like to go with like the sci-fi film it's, it's a lot of it's very organ heavy and there's this one brilliant score where you see um, they're, they're flying past Jupiter mm. and so you see Jupiter is in the background and the, you see the ship from so far away it's this tiny thing just going across the screen and there's this really like sparse I don't know what instrument it is it sounds crazy but it's just like it sums up perfectly what like the loneliness of space would be like mm-hmm. and I'm like far out that is a talented guy to be able to like do music that just sums up how you would feel being like that alone in space um, so yeah and some of the intense moments at the towards the end of the film with, mm. when Mr. Matt Damon is in the film I didn't know that because I saw him saying it yeah I took a punt I was like um, the, I had a feeling it was like there's a number of films and I'm like yeah yeah. the Blu-ray is sitting over there waiting yeah. to be watched I almost watched it today but I was like I'm really behind I can't watch a three hour film yet yeah yeah um, but I was like oh he's, that, he's seen that yeah no I, they haven't seen people that are on my case about seeing Interstellar like everyone's like you gotta watch it so I'll get there yeah um, you know, it's not like you gotta watch it in one of those like oh, it's one of the ten films you have to see before you die but it is good yeah um, so yeah that's my uh, fourth favourite sound track Ooh. Nice. Well, my third favourite, I'm going to whistle out. Do we have to guess it? Yeah, you'll get it in the first few notes. Ah, uh, Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. 
Yep, so it's Kill Bill number one. Such a great soundtrack. That soundtrack is just awesome. It's genius. Like, it's so well done. Just that freaking... Oh, uh, Santa Esmeralda, yeah. Don't Let Me Be Understood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Green Hornet. The, yeah. Uh, the Lonely Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I'm glad you know all the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you know all the names because I don't know all the no, names. I still adore that um, soundtrack. It might be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to go with soundtracks that I have. I felt like it wasn't fair that I went for soundtracks that I don't actually own. So, mm. um, yeah, no, I, I love Kill Bill 1 soundtrack. I love it more than Kill Bill 2. I don't think Kill Bill 2 soundtrack is all that it's interesting. Ve- it, it's actually really good, but it, yeah, mm. the first one is just... But yeah, no, that's it. just like, that's the soundtrack where you listen to it. If you listen to it driving the car, it just makes you want to like go, <laughs> yeah, and like get out of the car and just like, you know, Knock punch dance. Out. Yeah, that's right. So that's my number three. Oh, and to battle with that on rock humanity. Yeah, that's good. My number three is a little bit of a cop out, but that's fine because my number two is an even bigger cop out. I couldn't split it down the middle, so I've chosen the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Ooh. And Volume 2. Too obvious. <laughs> Too obvious? Yeah. No, I'm joking. It, uh, it is, but I was trying to think of a soundtrack that I've listened to more, yeah. uh, like in the last couple of years, and it's it's not. Like these Those two soundtracks are just so yeah. strong. Like, I think, yeah, particularly the first one. Sorry to just get on your, on your thing, but I just reckon, like, it's. I've never seen a movie where it's just, like, got these, like, throwback songs mm. so perfect. Yeah, um, but I will say, like, it's interesting, because after watching the second film, I was like, huh, it's interesting, because I was way more familiar with the Volume 2 soundtrack than the Volume 1, like, I knew more songs of that one, like, and the songs of Volume 2 had more significance to me growing up than the song, like, so, like, it, the second movie was, was Brandy, like, Brandy was one of my favourite songs growing up, which just randomly was in there, like, Sam and Dave, Bring It Home to Me was a big part of my childhood, um, uh, what else is in there uh, that I can think of? Um, the Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Chain Fleetwood Mac was like a more recent discovery. I just listened to Fleetwood Mac in my twenties, but um, but I do love that song. Like it, yeah. it's, but and then like but then the first soundtrack you got, you know, Blue Swede, you got Spirit in the Sky, which everyone's been using for the last twenty years yeah. apparently. Um, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Like those two soundtracks combined are just incredible. Like there's not many tracks on those that I would skip. Like every now and then, like yeah, that's you know, I didn't listen to that right now, but like they're just so strong. And then like. The genius in the second movie where they're like, you know what, we're going to take the hero score of the first movie, like the Guardians theme, remix it as a 70s song and have David, David Hasselhoff sing the lyrics on it, <laughs> and then make a music video about it. Like, it's just so stupid that it's genius. Um, and that's like one of my favourite tracks on that album, because I just love that hook so much. Um, but yeah, so it is very, very obvious that those two would be in there, but they're just strong soundtracks. Mm. Uh, and when you, like, my honourable mentions, there's like 15 or something, you'll see why it was so hard for me to choose, because there's so many good ones. Yeah, that one pops up <laughs> for my honourable mentions, but yeah. I knew it would get a run. Yeah. So I was just... It almost, I was always going to, I was like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't put it in the five. I was like, I was the soundtrack yeah. so much. Like, people I work with hate me, because I play them so yeah. much. So. Well, I, that that actually belongs in my five, but mm. I was just like, oh, it'll get spoken about, so I yeah. don't need to actually put it in. Um leading me to my third which is the soundtrack for the another moody independent film into the wild okay oh yeah starring emile hirsch and christian um, stewart yeah yes yeah oh, she's a she's a supporting okay i've only seen a bit of it um, yeah i haven't seen the whole film but everyone keeps going about how good it is so. yeah it's, it's a pretty great performance by emile um it's just about a guy who sort of like 
gives away all his possessions and basically just goes to live in, I think, the wild of Alaska. Okay. Um, but the soundtrack is basically all sort of, it's an acoustic soundtrack. Um, is it Jack Johnson or Eddie, Eddie Vedder? Vedder okay, yeah. yeah. And there's a, a song called Society that mm. Eddie Vedder covers on that, which is one of my favorite songs to this day. Mm. Uh, and it just perfectly encapsulates the mood of the movie. Yeah. So there you go, Into nice. the Wild. Nice. Can I play a little bit of mine? Is that, or is that going to breach yeah. copyright? There's no rules. You can probably play a couple of seconds. Okay, so oh, my number rules. two uh, used to be my number one for a very, very long time, but then I recently rewatched the movie of my number one and that's taken its place yeah. as number one. So my number two is this beautiful, beautiful, you just have to listen to it. Hopefully there's no ads. This is just one of the songs. So this is Emily? the soundtrack for Emily, and it is just perfection. Mm. Oh my god! Like yeah. this soundtrack. Oh, it I sounds so Parisian, to, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Majority of the songs are clarinet, so that's like the that's like the lighter version of her theme song. Yeah. She has a theme song that runs through. Um, and that's like when she's a little bit upset and melancholy and stuff like that. And then there's this other one where it's like when she does all the cheeky things, it's like this slow. <laughs> and it's just like the best soundtrack. Like you listen to that and you just feel inspired. Like mm. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's the clarinet. I don't know if it's the Parisian-ness of it. But you just listen to it and you just go... I'm going to do all of these creative things and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and it just makes you feel really, really good. I think that's the work of a good good. score. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, like I mentioned before The Dark Knight Returns, like if you look at my gym playlist, there's almost no songs. Mm. It's all superhero score because that gives me a boost. That makes me want to push myself harder. I'm like, Mm. yeah, I can do this. I can run as fast as the Flash. I can, you know, jump from a rooftop like Batman. Like, and I can't. But like, (laughs) that music, Mm. I'm just like, yeah, like, this is my soundtrack now, and this is this is what I do. Like, and I think that's the work of a good score. Is like, it brings out those feelings. That, you know, songs can do that, but I think, you know, songs written by artists tend to, tend to have you know certain meanings from yeah. the artist. Like, they have mm-hmm. certain emotions they want to put in there, and certain stories they want to tell. Whereas score, you can kind of extrapolate a little bit more and use that to you know your advantage. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, that's a, yeah, it's a really good score. Yeah, I thought you were gonna play the dun, 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 like the main theme, I guess. Yeah, I thought I was playing because they're all in French. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's the problem. So I just picked the one that the first one, um, but the, that one's not my favorite one. There's a whole bunch of actually. I think can I just play a couple yeah, more sure, seconds? I think this one's my favorite one. Oh no, that's a light and for light and easy. <laughs> and your sponsor for the week, guys, light and yeah. easy. <laughs> Yeah, this one, because he uses the typewriter to be the bass as like oh, the yeah, beats. Yeah. And there's this part, it's just, sorry, I'm just taking up your time, but this part where it just goes amazing, because then it goes like... Yeah. And then I can, just, I can like, like that. I've never seen the film, fantastic. but I can just like, I can always picture what's yeah. happening. He's imagine a guy like, carrying a baguette. <laughs> yeah. And he gets like faster and stuff yeah. like that, and you're like, I can do anything! Yeah. It's really good. Um... So my number two is, yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out because I couldn't select one, but I think you'll know where I'm going with it. Pretty much any soundtrack to a Quentin Tarantino film. Mm. I was going to choose Kill Bill because I love Kill Bill Volume 1. 
But then I remembered how much I loved the Inglorious Bastards soundtrack mm. and the score. Mm. And then I remembered how much I loved the Django soundtrack. Even though I don't love that film as much, like that soundtrack's really good. And then I remembered how good the Hateful Eight soundtrack <laughs> is. And Pulp, and Pulp Fiction. Fiction and Reservoir Dogs yeah. and Jackie Brown and Death Proof. And then I was like, there's not one that I necessarily... Like, I might love certain soundtracks over other ones. Like I'd probably put Inglorious Bastards and Kill Bill higher than other ones. But they're all strong. And they all just work because the guy who writes the films like writes with certain songs in mind, and they just play. So it is a bit of a cop out answer, but like, like so, like in Inglorious Bastards, there's like the the march, there's like that mar- like the Inglorious Bastards march song. It's like dun 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 dun. Yeah, But then, like, is that better than Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood by Santa and Garota? Like, no, like they're just as good. Like they're just different songs. So. Um, bit of like a cheat answer, but like just the entire Quentin Tarantino discography is like <laughs> music I love. I would like to write to that music a lot. Like when I was catching the train to work a few years ago, I'll just have like that all those scores on. I'll just write to it because again, like one of those things where you can just make it your own, help it like kind of create your own universe and stuff. And they're just yeah, it's just such strong music. So a bit of a cop out, but all the nah, Tarantino soundtracks. There's really no rules here, is there? No, we don't have any rules. Just no be nice rules. to everyone. Yeah, or else. That's the one rule. Uh, I honestly couldn't split mine, so this is arbitrary. These yeah. could be one or two, but I'm going to go as my second favorite is the Tron soundtrack. The original or the uh, Tron Legacy? Tron sorry, Legacy. so we've done. Uh, sorry, I should clarify. The original Tron film doesn't exist in my brain. I've never seen it. I just you know because I've seen those clips of the poor, uh, poor um, CG and stuff like mm. that, or the special effects. But um, yeah, Tron Legacy done completely by Daft Punk. Yeah, and yeah. I just think oh, it's cool. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah don't, they that's appear, cool. don't they appear as MP3s in the movie as well? They're um, they're two G, yeah, they're DJs in the film. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, they might be MP3s. I don't know. It's a digital world, so yeah. I heard that, but that was before the movie came out, so maybe like a rumor. Yeah, um, and I think it was a really great idea getting a band like Daft Punk to do it because the film is so digital to put it one way, like it's set on mm. you know, like on a digital like grid, mm. you know, like yeah. in a computer. Um, and having electronic music like that, just like even the emotional stuff packs a real punch. And I think it's aided by that. In fact, there's not like swelling violins or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's Daft Punk doing, doing what they do best. Yeah. Um, and I frequently listen to that soundtrack without watching the film. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, you know, if you go running or something like yeah, that, it's yeah, got a beat. Absolutely. So yeah. Tron cool. Legacy. Nice. Well, my last one, like I said, um, I I um, recently watched this movie and it's what's and I'm going through a phase at the moment of just like 60s mm. sort of thing like that and that is the Austin Powers oh, uh, yeah. International Man of Mystery number one soundtrack. Damn, that soundtrack is freaking good. Like the very fact that they have female of the species on it is just like perfect. And then they've got like. The cardigans with carnival, and then they've got like um, uh, Austin Powers seeing the um, Mister M- Mrs. Will ya make me tay, make love to me oh, yeah. on the telly to the BBC. <laughs> um, it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's just a really, really good soundtrack. It totally gets you in the vibe for the sixties, um, yeah, and it's and just like Secret Agent Man. Yeah, yeah. Secret. Agent man, oh, and that's the thing because I rewatched the movie. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this song. I forgot about yeah. that song. 
and mm. it was just really good. So I don't know if it like deserves to be in my top number one because it's a recent falling in love with it again, yeah. and maybe Amelie should be number one. But either way, the two are very, very, very close. Yeah. I think this might be like one of the toughest lists for us because. This was one of the easiest, actually. I no, thought no, no. it was going to be really no, tough. No, no, I, I don't mean tough as in tough to come up with things. Oh. I mean tough to rank things. Yeah. Because I've literally been making the ranking up as I go along, and even now I'm like, oh, maybe not, yeah. like the other ones. But I think because, unlike, unlike movies, I think music is always very different to movies. Like with movies, I know what like my favourite movies are to watch and stuff, and like there are other things that I like, but I know what stuff connects with the most. But music, I think, is so arbitrary. Like, you know, sometimes I only want to listen to heavy metal. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just want to hear those acoustic jams. Mm. Or I want to yeah. hear... And also, like, I value it on how, how much of the soundtrack I will listen to. I love that Amelie soundtrack, but there is two songs on there that I will always skip. Mm. And they're like... They're, they're actually the songs with lyrics. Because one of them's like a 1920s song. And another one's this other one. And I'm just like, that is a... To me, they're just shit songs. Mm. Whereas, you know, Austin Powers, I listen to every single song mm. on that soundtrack. Mm. You know what I've never... Sorry to just jump in before you go. Yeah. Yeah. The Austin Powers theme always annoyed me. You know, it's like... I'll bust it over, baby. Yeah. Is that a song, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I just thought it was the theme. No, no. I think it's... I can't remember who the artist is, but um, yeah, it's a real song. We played like some 60s compilation once. That was the first track on. That's amazing, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a song. Yeah, it's a real song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's called Bossa Nova Baby. Oh, Because okay. I can just picture he's stupid. I think it may be even the start of the and second freezes, one. Yeah. Like one where he comes out of the, the pool. Stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, right at the start of the second one, I think it is, and he like, mm. goes into the pool. It's, a, oh, it's yeah, like a 10 minute like, yeah. opening sequence. <laughs> yeah. Not as long as the third movie. That opening sequence is so long. Like, no, I don't know. I don't remember like so I don't remember like a three at all, but no, I don't think it was very good. But I haven't watched it in a while. My number one will probably come as no surprise. Um, it's from a film that I, I've held dear basically my entire life. Um, and it's just like a cool, it's just a cool soundtrack. Like, it's just like, a, like great, like, session musicians together. Who do you do? I want to guess. You, yeah, I'll just guess before. It's just great session musicians and, like, these, like the, the vocalists, you know, aren't traditionally vocalists, but they come in and, like, do really great renditions of these tracks. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just like really, just a really cool, cool soundtrack. Is it? The Blues Brothers. It is, yeah, Blues <laughs> Brothers, absolutely. Blues Brothers soundtrack is so cool. Like, I've been raising that since like, I was probably like three years old. Just like, every song's great. Like even, there's like the Rawhide theme, which isn't yeah. really a song, but yeah, like, they just make great. it work. Um, you know, an 11 minute version of Sweet Home Chicago. And like, I know all the, like when they change the lyrics and stuff. Yeah. to like, because it's like the quotes from the movies and stuff. Um, and also Mini the Moocher. Mini the Moocher, we you get to do some scatting in yeah, there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Peter Gunn theme, which is just the coolest theme song ever. Um, What's that one? That's the dun 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 dun. Oh dun, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, dun. yeah. Um, shake your tail feather, like even the church song, um, uh, the old landmark is like a great song. Like yeah. it's just, and it's one of those songs that I always like one of those tracks I always dance to, like at work and stuff. And I uh, actually toyed with putting that on my list, but I'm like, oh, this I'm not going to be able to do it justice. <laughs> No, I love it so much. And you're considering that John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd weren't singers, but they're just like two guys in SNL who just like to do that and just could sing, mm. and they bring so much justice to the music. No, it's fantastic. I love it. Cool. Awesome. Do we have any honourable mentions? Well, Nick's going to do his oh, number no, one. I'm going to show you who number one works for first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doesn't really work as well. He's sure that's Stop. where it is, boss. Stop pushing me around. Uh, I'm very badly boss. <laughs> The wound is beginning to smell like ours, <laughs> which is not good. 
Uh, I'm always shocked when I see Will Ferrell in those films. Yeah. yeah. I just completely forget. Um, so my number one soundtrack, actually, I think it is number one. It has to be number one, is the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, it's got yeah. so many iconic songs. And so that's like... Unfortunately, that, it became the Crazy Frog song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the point where I was just playing it in my head. And just before you said Crazy Frog, I went, ba ba in my head. If I could kill one thing. <laughs> yeah. I would kill the crazy frog. Although it was delightful to see that <laughs> done in, in between us. When Jay yeah. does it. Crazy frog. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah, so it's got that, that's the theme. I think it's called Axel F theme yeah. or something like that. But it's got so many great old like soul covers. It's got some Diana Ross. Um, Are you Diana Ross? <laughs> uh, Patti LaBelle is another one. Nice. Uh, the heat is on. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who that is. Heat is on. Uh, and it just complements the movie so well. It gives it so much swagger, which mm. is what Eddie Murphy had back in the 80s before he became uh, the nutty professor anyway. <laughs> um, and that's another one I frequently... I actually bought it... Uh, here's a cool hipster story for you. I bought it from a second-hand record shop on vinyl. <laughs> really? wow. So Yeah, so I, I frequently play it, spin some licorice pizzas <laughs> around. and um, Yeah, it's... Uh, I could listen to some of those songs over and over again. If I guess um, if I had to pick one, it'd be the Patti LaBelle song on that album. I'll tell you what it's called, but any potential listeners, go find the song by Patti LaBelle. Song is pending when I figure out what it's called. To whom the bells toll. <laughs> That's what it's called. To whom LaBelle's toll, sorry. <laughs> do, do, do. Stir it up. And New Attitude, actually. She has two on there. Nice. So the, both of those songs are great. And that is who number one works for. Nice. Nice, nice lists. Again, like very uh, diverse. Like it, sometimes we will double up, but I think we only doubled up like once mm. in this one, which is Tina and I both had some talent yeah. there. But, um, All right. Do you guys have honorable mentions? I do, I Tina. Have a lot, I yeah. have honorable mentions and one dishonorable mention. Dishonorable? I don't yes. think we've ever had a dishonorable mention, mm. have we? No, I don't think so. Do you want to mix it up? Give us your dishonorable mention. What is okay. the worst soundtrack? The worst soundtrack. I don't think we're doing is... this. If it's not the Shrek soundtrack. I don't think you're going to like I don't know. Well, it's not a soundtrack, okay? Um, any. Now, here's the thing. I've written any Michael Bay movie, but what I think I actually mean is who is your number five again? Uh, Gattaca. No, no, no. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Is he the one who does that? Yeah. Yeah. Any, any of that is just like an assault. It is theater of cruelty. But I don't. I don't think Hans Zimmer did Transformers. But I think they, I think whoever did that like aped that and made it worse. Because any (coughs) noise is not music. It is not aesthetically pleasing to the ears. It is. Audible murder, and I don't agree with it. But Hans Zimmer also has done, like that's why I'm taking him out of it because if you listen to like, yeah, I'm just saying that sound. Yeah, anyone who does that Trans- sound. Transformers sounds about right, and whoever did Prometheus as well, because yes. they use that a lot. Yeah, because um, yeah, the Hans Zimmer stuff is wonderful. Like if you listen to that Batman stuff, even like when it gets heavy and loud, it's not that. It's yeah, which I'm fine with. It's yeah, just like a. Yeah. I thought he might he might have done it for Inception. Inception was like the first time I had seen that. Yeah. And it packed quite a punch. Yeah. Obviously I'm biased, one of my favourite films. <laughs> but like I think it was like 
such a dramatic concept, and then you see the trailer and it ends mm. with it just like. Yeah, it was when the city's folding over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What?" But then you're right. Once people started parroting, yeah, that, then yeah. Every, like, everybody starts doing yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, you're watching a movie and it's just burr, 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 yeah. the whole time, yeah. and you're like, "Um, this is not music. <laughs> this is noise. Mm. This is noise. Yes, this is noise." So your honourables? Uh, my honourable bulls. <laughs> Um, probably the ones that I struggled with to not put in my top five, because I would very much want them to be in my top five, is Chicago. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> <Great time. laughs> he coming. He only had himself to blame. So good. Um, and Pocahontas, because obviously Pocahontas is amazing, and we all love Pocahontas here. Uh, Back to the Future, well... Yeah, I, I <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That like mine. I'm still of adding things. Yeah. yeah. And also, gotta go back in time. time. Not as good as Power of Love, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, that's but still, cool. still not bad. Yeah. Still pretty good. Very eighties. And also, what's the what is the school, what is the Back to the Future theme? There's um, that um. Oh, I can't think of it now, but it's so distinct. Like you yeah. know when you hear it. Uh, let's not dwell on it because we've been going for almost two hours, I think. And so. also, um, over two hours. <laughs> Jurassic Park and Star Wars. You can't go past oh, Jurassic yeah, Park classic. and Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, anything John classic. Williams, I think. John yeah. Williams, just fantastic. <laughs> nice. Sorry, excuse for the hiccup. <coughs> uh, I have a lot, but I'll just go through them quickly. I'll just kind of stop on ones that are uh, particularly great. Um, I'll start with soundtracks and then I'll go to scores because I have a lot of lyrical stuff as well. Um, so, probably the newest thing to the entry would be La La Land. I love that soundtrack oh, a lot. Yeah. The music's great. Um, uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty soundtrack, and if you've never listened to it, is a really cool, just like chilled out soundtrack. Mm. There's like a, a great cover of Space Oddity, which should be blasphemy, but it's not. It's just great. Mm. Um, uh, they have that weird, like chilled out cover of Don't You Want Me, Baby, mm. um, and then just like some of the, the acoustic stuff in there is great as well. Um, the soundtrack to The Watchmen is awesome. It's all 60s and 70s tunes. Um, you get All Along the Watchtower by Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Is that uh, what plays over the opening? No, it's when they're flying out to the Ice Palace at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. The opening one is uh, Times oh, yeah, Changing yeah, yeah. by Bob Dylan. That is one of the best bits of cinema I've That opening, seen. like, Snyder knows how to do an opening sequence. Look at the opening sequence of Dawn of the Dead. Look at Watchmen. Look at Batman vs. Superman. Those opening sequences are just yeah. stunning. Uh, and actually, this is probably the newest one to the story. Uh, Baby Driver. That soundtrack to me is one of the coolest soundtracks ever. And I don't even love all those songs, but when I hear them, I just, just can't get enough. It's great. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, like great, Forrest Gump is a classic. One of the greatest track. collections of American rock and roll yeah. from the fifties, sixties, and seventies ever. Um, this is getting a little bit more obscure, but Bob's Burgers. Um, I thought that was going to be in your top five. Actually, uh, I love because every episode ends with a song. Like mm. they sing a song in every single oh, episode. Yeah. Bad things. And bad some bad. of them are really silly and like just about butts and farts and stuff. But then there's some really like great emotional ones. Yeah. Like bad things are bad is one of them, and then mm. bad things happen in the bathroom when he's stuck mm. in the toilet. Like. Yeah. It sounds funny, but when you watch it, like it's really emotional. Uh, and to go hand in hand with Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons. Um, yeah, I was thinking of putting a Simpsons. Like, who needs the Quickie Mart? Yeah. And I mean, there's so many and songs. Monorail. Monorail. Yeah. Uh, here's my vest. See my vest. Mm-hmm. See my vest. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that Lisa sings in the Braces episode. The um. Oh, um. The before big... she sings classical gas. Yeah. Where it's like they have the plan, but, but we, we have, have the, the power. power. Like really cool song. Um. And then the rest is all score, basically, so I'll just run through it. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, you can't get better than that Wonder Woman theme. That's one of the best theme yeah. songs ever written. And also, the moody 
guitar line they have for Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, Daredevil season one, um, that hallway fight scene, uh, the end of the first episode where he's punching in the gym. Like, that's a gym song for me because it's just this repetitive, like, um, the first Avengers score, um, just that theme that you could, like, it's all the same stuff. Uh, Sin City has one of the greatest scores ever. It's just all saxophones and bass lines. I have to go back and watch that. That first one, that bum 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. I do all my own. Superman, the original Superman film. That Superman theme song is excellent. Yeah. And then to go hand in hand with that, Batman '89, like the dun dun dun. I don't know it. Like the Michael Keaton Batman theme. Never seen it. Never seen 1989 Batman? No, how's Avatar going? That's... <laughs> okay, like, that's ten years ago. Batman's like a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. Um, oh my god, we're going to watch Batman. Next year, after we've done our Marvel watch, we're going to watch some, some old Batman movies. Um, Game of Thrones score. Oh, how could yeah. I leave that off? So I mean, big. Like, one of the best that. theme songs of all yeah. time, but then just, that, again, that score. It's so funny that if I, ever I'm binge-watching Game of Thrones, yeah, um, I'll skip that. Yeah. Do you know when it's like... You're watching one episode per week. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to enjoy every second of this. Yeah, definitely. It's so satisfying. And then, like, towards the end, you're like... This one's a bit more obscure, but the 28 Days Later soundtrack is really... The score is really good. The zombie one or the one with Sandra Bullock? The zombie one. John Murphy does the score, and he's really good. And then the Kick-Ass score, as well, has some really great stuff. In fact, I think... Both those movies I've mentioned share a track as well, which is why I have an affinity for those scores. Uh, and finally, nothing is cooler or more 80s based than the Stranger Things score. Mm. That's a really the cool opening score. theme to Stranger Things is one of the coolest openings mm. ever. Yeah, it really is. <coughs> so it's all really those cool. ones are honorable mentions. It was more because I liked one or two particular tracks that I couldn't like be like, I love every track on this, which is why they didn't hit my top five, but. Definitely worth a yeah. mention because there's just so much just like great music out there. Uh, Nick, you got some five yeah, to go as well. I don't have that many. I'll just burn through them. Yeah, I had a lot. Um, again, another 90s film, High Fidelity. I've never seen that, but John it's amazing. It's really great, and you would expect it to have a good one because it's set mainly around store? a record store. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It's got Jack Black as well. Mm. Um, really recommend that. And a little cameo from Bruce Springsteen is actually in the film. Oh, you'd be loving that. Yeah. Um, what do they call this Springsteen the movie? <laughs> I call it the boss. Yeah, if only they did. Yeah, uh, Guardians boss. of the Galaxy mm-hmm. is very good. Uh, the Social Network, but I probably should have just put anything that Trent Reznor does. Yeah, like that um, Gone Girl score is really good as well. Yeah, 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 Gone Girl, and also um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yeah, fantastic. And this one is the ultimate cop out because it's like a an album movie mm. uh the 60s film a hard day's night by the beatles okay. uh, because yeah. it's just like the album yeah. in a film. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite albums as well mm. so yeah that's my last honorable nice we did some good work here tonight guys mm. we got real political yeah, we, i think we uh we opened the dialogue i think we're saving the world yeah i would yeah. say so mm. uh we're healing we're healing people heal the world <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not going to kind of drone on too much longer. We're like, getting closer. Like, I thought tonight was going to be a short yeah. episode <coughs> before we spoke for 45 minutes about everything's yeah. wrong with Hollywood. Um, so I won't drone on. Uh, anything you guys want to plug or talk about before we leave? Oh, I do. Yeah. I'm running a competition on my Instagram. And YouTube? 
No, just on my Instagram. Okay. At Tina's um, Hair and Beauty. At Tina's Hair and Beauty. That is correct, Nick. Uh, so if you want to win some lush Halloween goodies, all you have to do is you have to head over to my Instagram, at Tina's Hair and Beauty, and it is the most recent post. Competition close on Friday, the 13th. Well, this comes out on Friday the 13th, so well, close us today. Day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at his splits. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's what you got to plug? Yes. Uh, I'll plug a podcast I'm really into at the moment. It's actually a company that do a multiple podcast. The, the company's called Bald Move. So if you just type that into your podcast search engine, it'll come up. And they just basically do commentary and, and analysis, kind of the same way we did on The, the Office, office yeah. um, for all the TV shows you know and love. So Game of Thrones, um, Westworld, House of Cards. Nice. Um, uh, Breaking Bad, so many shows, and they also do movie reviews, and they're just very, very likable podcast hosts. So if you do like, if you want to get more content, like I'm a big Game of Thrones nerd, mm. and they have like three episodes per per episode of Game of Thrones. They have like an instant take, which comes out okay an hour or two later. It's just forty minutes of like obviously what they thought of it, mm. and then they have a a two hour analysis one where they talk about it in depth, and then. Later on in that week of the episode, they have a, it's called Spoilor, where one of them is a book reader, so he just talks about like how it would interact with the book. So I don't listen to them because it's like, I don't want anything spoiled or something mm. like that. But if you are a nerd and you want more content like that, yeah, I, lo- I love that source. I love listening to commentaries as well, but I get very particular as well. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine I would listen to my own commentaries because yeah. I hate like the way I, yeah. put, I, I put sentences together sometimes. I probably but... shouldn't have used the word commentary. I'm normally like a commentary on the episode, yeah. so they don't watch it and talk about it in real yeah. time, but they do do analyze. And I've learned a lot more about Game of Thrones um, from from listening to them and mm. think about things you wouldn't have thought about. But they're, they're obviously, they've watched so many shows that. I was like, I'm glad I'm not watching... I'm listening to the Westworld one, which I've already seen. Mm. They've already picked out that it might be in different timelines than like episode two. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm glad I didn't listen yeah, to that. Yeah, that's right, because it spoils but, it for you. But the Game of Thrones ones, they've got them all going back from season one. So, mm. um, yeah, bold nice. move. And Sounds like a bold send move. Me some money for that or something like yeah, that. Yeah, send us some swag. Yeah. Um, just at JamesCharmer7 on all forms of media, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm still posting more sporadically than usual my top uh, my 365 movies in 365 days I'm at like 276 I think now so I'm a little bit behind still but uh, I've got to put up another collage soon because it's been a little bit a little bit of time in between um, but that's all I'm really doing at the moment so keep an eye on that uh, otherwise we'll be back next week no Tina next week no no me yeah, because be... I'm doing uh, stuff for work yeah um, so Nick and I will be back with something I don't know what we'll do yet. Um, maybe a bit more chilled out. Maybe we'll just open a dialogue or something. We'll just start like... Yeah. We'll do that for our first pol- like full political yeah. show or something. The man special. <laughs> how, how we're oppressed in 2017. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, that's yeah, well, we'll be around. Yeah, we'll call it mansplaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, can I get a mansplanation? <laughs> yeah. Mansplain uh, that. Yeah, it won't be that. Um... <laughs> Uh, I found like so last week, or just because this morning, I think it was last episode. Tina said that I mansplained things, and like I, cause I edited and stuff, and I'd forgotten about it. And then later, like later on that day, like that week, I was like, I didn't know that I mansplained things, Tina. Like I, I feel really bad. I didn't realize I did that. Like and she's like, no, you don't. I was just breaking your balls. I'm like, what? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like if you listen to last week's episode, like we don't fight. 
but it gets very tense between Tina and I for about five minutes yeah. to the point I stand on my breath. I'm like, just end the show now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you've said quite a few things that have made me question <coughs> the, the validity of our relationship at times, James. This is also a joke. <laughs> 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 Let's just stop <laughs> that recording. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so there'll be no more mansplaining from me and Tina will... Stop breaking my balls, maybe. Uh, maybe. Probably not. Maybe I doubt that. We're about, to, doubt we're about it, yeah. to, you know, spend the rest of our lives together, so probably not. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for Pass Remote this week, guys. It has been a long one, so thank you for sticking by. Tina and Nick, say goodnight. Good night. Good night. I'm James Chalmers, and we'll see you next week.